0: Hate to say this right now, but to be honest with you, I don't see the Golden State Warriors bringing home another championship. It's over for them now. We will never see Steph in another NBA Finals ever. They they have no path forward. Draymond's 30, Clay's 30, Steph's about to be 32 when he takes the court again in mid-March. One would assume. I they are Draymond, Wiggins, Clay, and Steph next year. 128 million. For the cap. Cap's 115. They have no way to get better now. Who gets injured? You see the awkward landing right away. The Raptors 2019 NBA champs. You're holding your breath on his left wrist. Clay Thompson has suffered a full tear of his right Achilles. He will miss the entire season. November to see us next year and that'll do it it's over the golden state warriors return to a familiar place they're on top of the nba world the fourth title in eight years the dubs dynasty is still very much alive what's going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the all the high podcast i appreciate all of you for tuning in once again The 2021-2022 NBA season is officially in the books, and we all know by now there is a new but familiar champion in the NBA. The Golden State Warriors have won their fourth title in six appearances in what's been a decade of ups and downs, dominance, and even failures at times. This time, they defeat the Boston Celtics in Game 6 of the finals at the TD Garden, Golden State was led by Steph Curry, who won his first finals MVP award, an award that many people thought he needed to add to his resume in order to put him in conversation with the all-time greats or just to solidify his legacy. I've always been a firm believer that he didn't need that award to cement himself, but now, now everyone that criticized him, everyone that said, oh, but he doesn't have this or Where is that finals MVP? He hasn't had a signature moment in the finals yet, et cetera, et cetera. Now he has that finals MVP. He was far and away the best player on the floor throughout the series. I don't think it was particularly close either. He finished averaging 31, six and five on 48, 43, 85 shooting splits. And he also had that signature moment game four where he scored 43 points to go along with 10 rebounds in a game that tied the series and i think i think that was the moment that the warriors won the series they needed to avoid going down three to one they needed a performance like that from steph and he delivered what what really was his best finals game of his career curry became just the fourth player in nba finals history to average at least 30 points five rebounds, and five assists in multiple finals. He joins Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Jerry West in doing so, but he's the first to do it while also hitting five threes per game. And and just to put some of these things into perspective, Steph led all scorers in the finals, scoring 46 more points than the second highest scorer, who was Jalen Brown. While Curry was on the court, he accounted for 36% of Golden State's points, including a whopping 41.3% of their threes made. The Warriors offense scored 115.8 points per 100 possessions, in Curry's 225 minutes on the court, and his 109 minutes off the court, Golden State's offensive efficiency went down to 886 per 100 possessions, which would be the worst offense in the league by a mile. Like We're talking about G League team status of offense without step on the floor. The adjustments that Steve Kerr and the coaching staff made to get Curry open after screens and switches were absolutely essential to them winning the series. He scored 44 points in the 20 minutes that Derek White guarded him in the finals. And I had to double check this stat because it blew my mind. 41 points in seven minutes when he was matched up with Al Horford. Just some crazy, crazy stuff. Steph was undoubtedly deserving of the finals MVP. He finally gets his fourth ring and he is now unquestionably a top 10 player of all time. We won't get into the specifics of that, but the career, the resume, the guy speaks for himself. He is top 10 all time. From game four, the Warriors won two more games, beating the Celtics three straight times. The Celtics hadn't lost back-to-back games since the middle of the regular season. They had been sensational in elimination games for the most part, but I do think that the Warriors exposed a lot of the Celtics weaknesses starting with their lack of an offensive initiator. That of course wasn't the only flaw or reason they lost but it was a obvious hole that they had. Jason Tatum had the most turnovers in postseason history. Andrew Wiggins was the second best player in that series for the Warriors. His defense on Tatum and literally everyone else he was asked to guard was phenomenal not to mention the incredible rebounding that he had this is a guy that was a career four rebound a game player which considering his athleticism was something we all knew andrew Wiggins could possibly do better but i i personally never saw some of these performances coming he had 16 rebounds in game four followed up by his best performance as a warrior in my opinion where he had 26 points and 13 rebounds in game five to help put the Warriors up three to two. That was a game where Steph shot 0 for 9 from three. They needed a little bit more offense, and Andrew Wiggins stepped up when it was asked of him. It's it's honestly, the efficiency was, was sometimes not there, but the buckets were very, very timely for Wiggins. He's hit some of the biggest, and most important threes that I've seen in these finals. And I think it's it's a remarkable story from this season, how a lot of people, including myself, were thinking of potential trade packages surrounding Wiggins to try and acquire another player. But I mean, he gave the Warriors everything that they asked for, and then some. I don't think there was anything more that Wiggins could have done to help this team. And he was far and away the second best player on the team for these playoffs draymond green also played his best game of maybe the playoffs in general with a near triple double he was sensational on defense he didn't make many mistakes on offense and he hit two threes i said it in the last episode i needed a draymond three in the garden for the culture and the man delivered you know i guess he just does make them only when they count but shout out draymond green For absolutely being one of the most unique players ever as for the celtics ultimately their main guys could not create enough offense when they needed it the most i mentioned last episode how whenever they failed to score more than 100 points it was very very difficult for them to win games jalen brown had a great game six where he had 34 points but was pretty much inconsistent throughout the series similarly to Tatum. And some of the role players performed very poorly in the later parts of the series, including Game 6. Derek White had a combined three points in Game 5 and 6, and the Warriors started attacking him on defense, which essentially forced Imi Odoka to cut his minutes substantially. And I think this was a really, really important factor in the series because Derek White Had been part of some of the best lineups that the celtics were throwing out there and the warriors essentially forced him out of the lineup grant williams and peyton pritchard who were also very important role players for the celtics throughout the season and even this playoff wrong were also underwhelming towards the end there was an exception and that was al horford who had a monster game in game six for the celtics and all this is to say that to me the celtics simply look like they were tired towards the end of the series they played a very competitive series against brooklyn even if it was a sweep the point disparity suggested it was much much closer than the sweep suggested and two back-to-back seven game slugfest with the milwaukee bucks and the miami heat the future is incredibly bright for the celtics the core is under 25 years old They have already played three Eastern Conference Finals together. And now this final series, this is one of those things where a team this young needs to go through these growing pains in order to take that next step into their development. I think it would be stupid to think that the Celtics won't be back in the finals. They have an array of talent that they have on the roster. And I think they should be a solidified contender in the Eastern Conference for years to come. In their offseason, I think they absolutely need to go and find a point guard. Someone that can possibly take a little bit of the offensive workload off of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and kind of allow them to be these hyper-athletic wings that they are. You know, have them run off of cuts, pick and roll where they can be acting as a pick and pop player or even acting as the role man in those actions i think they could also look into maybe another wing to not have to rely on tatum and brown to play 40 plus minutes in every single meaningful game marcus smart is absolutely essential to their team especially on defense but they have they have ways that they can acquire some players that would help their team Some of the names I think would be interesting for them are Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers and also Jeremy Grant on the wing. They would both be able to run some offense. They're both good defenders for their positions, so their defense isn't going to suffer in any way. And like I said, they're just good, capable players that can create their own shots, they can run offense, and more importantly, they'll be able to help keep Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown fresh and ready to go for the most meaningful games of the season. So shout out to Boston Celtics for an incredible season. No one, and I mean no one, could have envisioned this happening for the Boston Celtics in December or January where they were a middling team, but they absolutely turned their season around. They made the good moves in the margins, and they were able to have a great great playoff run and like i said they will be back this team is talented they're gonna be back in the finals sooner rather than later as for the warriors man this championship the warriors just won was undoubtedly the most special and meaningful of the four that the core guys have gone together you could see it on steph's face he was filled with emotion at the end of the game. The way Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr, and even Joe Lacob were talking about it, and what it meant to get this title after the five straight finals from 2014 to 2019 that essentially ended in the worst possible way for any team. Kevin Durant tearing his Achilles, then leaving in free agency, followed by Clay tearing his ACL a game after Kevin Durant got hurt in those 2019 finals followed by a subsequent achilles tear of his own on the opposite leg absolutely no one thought that this team would be back all the talking heads all the analysts all the experts said that the run was over that steph would never see another finals that clay would never be the same again that draymond green was washed that wiggins was a bad trade and a bad player amongst the plethora of other things that were said about this team two terrible seasons later 15 and 50 during the COVID season and then losing to memphis in the playing game last season and here we are steph curry looks incredible at 34 years old i firmly believe that he still has at least three years of playing at an extremely high level Klay Thompson came back after 941 days away from the game. And he was an essential factor to this team winning the title this year. And I honestly think that next season, he's going to be even better. His athleticism is going to be a little better. He's going to be more in rhythm. He's going to have training camp. He's going to be able to start the season with the team. And I think that's going to be huge. Draymond Green showed that he was still a factor and could impact the game on both ends on the court when he locked in. And man, what can we say about Steve Kerr? He absolutely solidified his, his position as one of the best coaches in NBA history. And I think it speaks volumes to what the Warriors are doing, that the coaching staff were losing Mike Brown. Unfortunately, he was a big, big part of the Warriors coaching staff. But Kenny Atkinson didn't take... The charlotte hornets head coaching job to remain as an assistant for the warriors i think that is incredible that he's willing to take a lesser position to be able to be part of this incredible organization even after everyone said that you know they have they should have traded the young guys kuminga moses moody james wiseman jordan Poole, and try to get a star in return they won a title while Getting minimal to no contribution from three of the guys that I mentioned. And Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole might be a star in the making. I I can't say what his ceiling might be, but he is the real deal. They have set themselves up to be great, competitive for a very, very long time. And they have done it the right way through the draft, through development, and through the culture that is the Golden State Warriors. As a fan, it has been amazing to see the journey that was this season. I've seen four titles in my lifetime, Seeing the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs. It, it made me enjoy it so much more after what I saw this team go through with the injuries and the losing records and not having the proper roster around some of the core pieces. This year might be over, but a new chapter begins with this week's draft and now officially the offseason. The Warriors aren't going anywhere, and neither is the All the High podcast. But that is all I have for you guys today. As always, I appreciate you all for listening to this week's episode. Check out the Off the Ball Network. We have the best content out there, so please tune in to some of the shows we have. We have great podcasts, live streams, articles for literally every single sport. So shout out my guys over at the network. Please support us in any way that you can. And of course, please keep supporting the All The High podcast. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Listen and follow on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at All The High Pod. That's All The High Pod. Thanks again, everyone. Take care. Peace. Go Dubs, baby.